Hi, my name is George, and you are listening to the YSR podcast, your financial therapy platform. Are you looking for meaningful financial conversations on topical issues ranging from financial literacy, financial wellness, employee benefit structuring, pension industry updates, or retirement planning? Well, look no further. This YSR podcast is your answer. In this podcast, I feature meaningful financial conversations that are founded on my YSR model. This model states that there is no wealth conversation without investment, there is no investment conversation without savings, and there is no savings conversation without earnings. In other words, we start with how you relate with your money. My experience spans over 17 years in employee benefit structuring pension administration, and retirement consultancy. I am a member of the Institute of Certified Investment and Financial Analysts and a director at the Center for Corporate Governance Alumni Network. As a certified professional trainer, I currently train trustees at the Trustee Development Program of Kenya, TDPK, which is the only trustee certification program in the region. I also hold capacity building sessions for employees on matters financial literacy and retirement planning through structured workshops or in-house sessions. I have done this for many organizations over the last couple of years. Financial counseling and therapy is generally my innermost passion. I collate question cards, QCs from my plenary sessions and interactions with audiences. I then respond to them either directly, if they are of a private nature, or have them featured here as a topic in a future episode of this podcast. Therefore, if you have a question or query relating to financial literacy, wealth management, investment planning, savings, earnings, retirement planning, or organizational employee benefit structuring, or employee financial well-being, feel free to email wiser.podcast1 at gmail.com and I'll be happy to respond to it directly or have it featured in this podcast. So join me every Thursday, same time as we tackle the respective QC of the day. In today's episode, I'll be responding to a QC from one of my destiny helpers, Pastor David Sumba. Before I even come to his QC, let me give you a brief background of how I met Pastor David. There's a couple friend of ours whom my wife and I met in a marriage therapy program almost a year ago, and we became very tight. Martin and Grace are a very powerful and talented couple. You know those divine pairings? Yeah, they are one of them. So, Martin is a hands-on guy. The way he has mastered his skills around different instruments is just amazing. That guy, I kid you not, if he woke up and found his phone is not working, I am sure he can call you using a guitar or a keyboard and hold a conversation with it. He is the brains behind every melody you will come across in this podcast. Grace, on the other hand, is endowed with the voice of an angel. She does commercial voiceovers for big clients out there, and we are 
therefore privileged to have her skills feature in this podcast. That was her voice that did the intro. Big impact can start with small change. Of course, I can't bring it out better than her. Then there is Faith, the Gen Z in the team. Talk of talent, agility, talk of social media navigation skills. Well, that is Faith for you. Let me just sum all these up by appreciating the amazing team members with their special talents behind this podcast. Guys, I know you're listening. Big up to you all and God bless you big time. Now, let me go back to David's story before I digress any further. So here is Martin and Grace, and they introduce me to Pastor David. But they don't tell me that he is a pastor and a pastor in full-time ministry who left IT staff a while back and only takes assignments that are aligned to his current calling. So they just painted out this complex bio of how he is some IT guru who is so good with computer stuff and a master of computer graphics and animations. So in my mind, I'm like, if this guy does graphics and animation, then he must be an abstract thinker. And I need an abstract thinker because the ideas flowing through my mind are crazy. I am thinking of launching a podcast which will have videos at some point and lots of graphics in our channels. And therefore, there is a high chance that we will resonate well with an abstract thinker because I am also an abstract thinker with a very abstract vision that needs to be downloaded and repackaged for general consumption. So, a few phone calls and David agrees to meet me. I think David's bond with Martin's family was very strong and it stretches back way into history. I came to appreciate this better later when David confessed why he accepted to meet me. So, we meet with Pastor David. I am forthright from the word go. He is a very structured guy and so he forces me to try and land my abstract ideas into some box of some sort so that we can easily define it and fit it into some well-structured template. I don't think I have fully succeeded in doing all that yet. I think at best I have tried to calm down and put the day's scrum discussion into a structured thought process. He is now my current director in this podcast, and he knows how he makes our scrum sessions tough. It's always not an easy ride to package my responses to the weekly QCs, but somehow he helps me make way. He challenged me with his first QC, which he also wanted to use to gauge whether my vision was aligned to his vision before he could agree to be part of this podcast. So my first QC, from David of course, went something like this. Assume I'm your audience and tell me why I should listen to your financial therapy podcast. Wow. I had a whole hour to respond. And David is a very patient man. 
the perfect director that I needed for all this work. I remember pausing for a few minutes to recollect my abstract thoughts, vision, and calling. And as soon as I had my ducks lined up in a row, I began. <clears throat> Pastor David, uh, thank you very much for your time and uh, thank you for that question card, for that QC. I'll tell you why I feel called to launch this YSR podcast. For the 17 years that I've served in the financial services sector, I've come to appreciate that success in life is not about how much someone earns, but how he or she manages the little that passes through their hands. I'm sure that in your social circles, you know someone who earns less than you do, but has more and better milestones of success to show in life than you do. I am also sure that in your circle, you know someone who earns more than you do, but you feel that you have more to show as success milestones in life than that individual. I've observed something else. The Bible does not say money is the root of all evil. It says the love of money is the root of all evil. My understanding of the love of money here can be interpreted to refer to how um, each person relates with money. If your relationship with money is poor, then this means that your money management skills are poor, and hence the outcome will also be poor. The Bible lays emphasis on the fact that a fool and his money are soon parted. Now, if your relationship with money is good, on the other hand, then your money management skills are good, and the outcome of that relationship will be equally good. I have also observed that a very big percentage of the ills in our society can be traced back to money management skills. The poverty that surrounds our African societies and livelihoods is just a manifestation of poor resource management. Africa, as you all know, as a continent, is very, very wealthy. So if everyone could be followed up to do what they always indicate in their loan application forms, I am sure we would be a developed nation and we would achieve our target of Vision 2030 earlier than projected. So when I look at our prisons, I just see money mistakes. Behind every prison sentence, there is a money mistake somewhere, if you drill down. Behind every broken family, a money mistake will not lack. Almost all ills in our society have some money-related causes. I'm therefore convinced that there is an urgent need to create a platform for building financial management skills, and this must be an all-rounded approach. The opportunity to offer an all-rounded form of intervention is the main idea behind financial therapy as opposed to financial literacy. In financial therapy, my intention is to have both the preventive side of things and the curative side as well. So in the preventive side, I want to focus on capacity building. I want to equip my listeners with advanced knowledge that they can make use of when faced with a life 
situation that requires a financial decision. Most decisions in life have a financial bearing either directly on the person making the decision or indirectly on someone related to the person making that decision. So when one is equipped with the right financial knowledge, then they have a higher chance of making the right money decisions. I want to feature meaningful conversations touching on earnings, touching on savings, touching on investments, and wealth management. Now, that was the preventive side. On the curative side of things, I would want to acknowledge that there are many people who have already walked down that route of financial mismanagement. And their financial lives are relatively messed up. So this category of people requires a different form of intervention that speaks more of restructuring their financial journeys. So the model I'll use is called the YSR model. W there stands for wealth. I there stands for investments. S stands for savings. And E for earnings. Then the R there is either retirement planning or restructuring for those who will be going through the curative side of things. So that is why we have christened this as the wise R model. If you listen to the inner desires of everyone, you'll not miss out the fact that everybody, if given a chance, would want to be wealthy. Now, wealth, in my view, is not a case of how much one has accumulated. No, no, no. I think it is the extent to which one does not lack what they need when they need it. So in my model, the tower of wealth must be constructed from its foundation. The foundation of this tower must start from earnings. So earnings beget savings, which breed investments, which bring forth wealth. There is therefore no wealth conversation without investment, no investment conversation without savings, and no savings without a source of earnings. An unclear path that gets one to wealth without these steps must therefore be investigated and thoroughly interrogated, as this is the only way we will be able to slay the dragon of corruption in our country. If you're looking for scripture where this is anchored, then Matthew 25 from verse 14 to 19 features, the one that features the parable of the talents really brings this out very clearly. The kingdom of God is like a man who went on a journey who called his servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two talents, and to another one talent, to every man according to his ability, and straightway took to his journey. Now if you look at these few verses that I've read, of course the entire text goes all the way to verse 19, but these few verses from verse 14, there are two things that I would want to emphasize there. 
Now, when we get reference that this man who went on a journey called his servants, the word servants there brings the notion of an existing relationship. Then, if you look at the other area that I would also want to emphasize, which is uh, to every man, he, one received five talents, another one two talents, and another one one talent, to every man according to his ability. Now, according to his ability there would be the next area that I would want uh, to emphasize as the determinant. So in all that firm, one could only receive or be called into this room if there was that relationship that they were servants, and then two, if they had an ability. So the relationship would determine whether one would receive, but then the ability would determine how much one would receive. So in this text, then we get a very great opportunity to review our wise R concept and in a very critical way. So let's look at R, for example, for relationship. The master knew his servant so well such that he did not make any mistake when he was faced with the task of matching the ability of the servant with the quantity to be apportioned. So that to me really stands out. Then the other bit of relationship is that relationship then gave each servant an opportunity to earn, which is now the E in our wise R model. So one got five, another got two talents, and another one received one talent. Then from the earnings, we see savings in the YSR model. So in savings, they were each expected to progress from earnings to savings. They all got to savings because they acknowledged having received something which was then in their possession and they had the ability to make decisions over it. So the servant who received one talent got stuck in this stage, but even his style of savings was condemned by the master who demanded that even putting the money in a bank account which, of course, in this scripture is depicted as the least that the servant could have done, that the servant said could have been a better, out, could have given a better outcome compared to what he did by burying the one talent on the ground. Then from the savings stage, there was investments. So only the first two servants got here. The one with five talents got five more, and the one with two talents got two more. So that was the next stage. Remember, from earnings to savings to investments. So this is investments, and only two servants got here. Now, the last stage is a stage of wealth management. And here, it's only one servant that we see, the one who got five talents, receiving more to manage because that servant who got one, that one was taken away from them and given to the one who had now 10 because they had five initially, 
and brought in five more. So what used to belong to that servant was taken away and given to the one who had delivered five more. So we see that one now being promoted more into wealth management, which is the, the stage at the apex of this conversation. So then that is about um, relationship and the YSR model. Now let's look at ability. Now, going back to ability, we see this as the major determinant of how much each servant was meant to receive. So the key words there are, to every man according to his ability. So what this teaches us is that the potential to earn the five talents may have been open for each of the servants, but each servant worked on their ability differently. Preparation in this case must have come before the gift or before any of the servants was called into the room. So each must have prepared before the master called them into the room when the master was preparing to travel. So in the YSR podcast, we are also talking about building this ability in people before the master's call comes. You as listeners will be expected to subscribe and follow our channels. Then brace yourselves for meaningful financial talks on how to protect your earnings, how to increase your income channels, how to save, where to save, how to invest, where and when to invest, how to manage your wealth prudently, and how to make your money work for you. Some of our episodes will feature retirement planning talks, pension industry updates, as well as regulatory changes or regulatory highlights. Now, that's the idea behind this YSR podcast. And I believe we will maintain this vision as we evolve on our mode of delivery. So let's trust God for deeper insights and deeper engagements. And thank you, David, for that QC.